And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to a mobile edition of the Warriors All 82 podcast, Saturday night edition. Sam Amick with me. Uh, Warriors were at home, so they won because that's what they do at home. Uh, on the road, they don't, but yeah, they get back home. They break a three game losing streak that happened on the road. This was actually their, I believe, seventh, maybe eighth straight home win. Came in overtime. They won by, ended up winning by nine, I think, 125, 116. Uh, because Steph Curry saved them. Uh, they were down eight with two minutes left. He scored 11 points in those final 151, and then he scored nine in overtime, 20 total. In the, turned a, he had lose at 16 points, finishes with 36. They beat the Bucks. No Giannis, but still kind of a big win. And, and, and you're also reminded as you watch it how loaded. Like, the Bucks are pretty loaded even when Giannis is not out there. They are. I mean, the balance for the Bucks, Mr. Slater, and good to be with you in our uh... – drive home edition is what struck me before they kind of collapsed late under the pressure of Mr. Wardell, Stephen Curry. The fact that at one point they had seven guys like right below 20 points each, you know, the kind of box score that you don't see every day. And, you know, everybody from Joe Ingles to, you know, the usual suspects from there doing their thing. And it's a good Bucks team. Um, Steph going crazy is obviously the big takeaway. It's funny as a little slice of perspective that I think is worth sharing. Chatted with the, the missing Buck star tonight, Mr. Giannis Antetokounmpo. And as I talked to him, I was thinking back to when he kind of gave Steph his flowers a while back. And, and when he was asked, you know, who's the best player in the NBA? Are you that guy? And his general stance was, no, the Warriors won the championship. And that's Steph, right? And so that was his kind of political answer. But you watch tonight's game, and, and then when I talked to Giannis, he was marveling at what Steph did. He actually called, uh, and we'll have this on the website in a couple days, the whole interview, but he called what Steph did art, and he was just sitting there just absolutely blown away by Steph's greatness and you know what Steph pulled off late. Obviously a slow night for him most of the night, and then he just absolutely you know goes bonkers on the offensive end and comes up with that huge block late you know special stuff and and him obviously saving the day for them tonight yeah and as both Steve Kerr and Draymond Green kind of reminded post game everybody that was against Drew Holiday uh and Javon Carter but you know Drew Holiday who's considered one of the best on-ball defenders in the league best navigating screens Javon Carter a pest who's kind of like a, a tag team with with Drew and you know you look at the uh, to me, it was the it was that final 151 of regulation. You know, overtime was fine. He had a, he kind of had the dagger pull up in the celebration after. But uh, the two threes he hit when they're down 108 100, and then you know uh, 108 103, they're you know classic vintage relocation threes where you know Drew Holiday's chasing him off a high screen. Brooke Lopez is kind of in the vicinity in a drop, and it's the 
pitch over to Draymond. Drew Holiday relaxes for one second on the first one, and he scatters to the corner, and Drew Holiday just can't get over in time because of a split-second relaxation. Uh, And then the other one was kind of one of those catching behind the back, um, you know, dribble handoff types, uh, give and goes with Draymond. Where you know, and and Drew, I you know, he did a really good job to recover in time and jump. And Steph just did a quick pump sidestep three. And just how quickly he gets it off, how in sync he can be with Draymond in those just like tense, gotta have it moments. He hits both those threes. They don't win the game if he doesn't hit both of those. He has a pull up on on Javon Carter in the final minute to to tie it. Uh, and then you mentioned the block. That was the play. He said that the whole locker room was hyping him about post games. Like, oh, you know, the guy scores twenty in a seven minute period to win, but nobody care it's like we've seen you score 20 you blocked drew holiday at the rim like right. that that never happens um did so we, by the way did we see not to play you know kind of you know debbie downer but did we see the replay on that because i know on the buck side they certainly thought that steph had gotten away with it there in terms of that being a foul did you get a look at the replay or not yeah i put it in my story i mean you know the, the weird thing was and it was kind of what the warriors were commenting on he tried to do and did like the verticality thing, which is the anti-foul thing where a lot of times you don't, you know, it is more for centers. I know they try to teach James Wiseman for years about this, but you can avoid the foul if you just go hand straight up in the air. Don't even necessarily try to block the shot, just plank in the air essentially. And Steph kind of did do that. And like Drew Holiday shot almost like accidentally went into his arm. It didn't necessarily look like a foul to me. And I didn't see much online conversation, like, you know, rehashing it. I, but honestly, I didn't dive too deep into like the slow mo of it. Um, but yeah, no, you. Know, it's funny. Then that set up what had a chance to be one of the funnier moments I think of the season, where um, they Steph gets the block. It's with I think one point nine seconds left. Warriors call timeout, move it into the front court. Steve Kerr uh, draws up a um, Steph as the inbounder. Draymond flashing because they know Brooke Lopez guarding Draymond is going to stick stay back in the paint they wanted to catch in like a like a hand back curling off it but but drew holiday played it well top blocked it step kind of tried to cut back door uh and it you know it might have been open if if draymond stayed a little bit patient but it's tough to be patient when there's 1.9 seconds on the clock so draymond catches turns knows brooke lopez is way off him and throws up what would have been a draymond green game-winning three he said it's the best the three has felt leaving his hands in months and he thought it was down and did you hear what he said he was going to do if it went down i only heard that he was going to lose 50k did he share the details on what he was going to do yeah, I said, were you going to Sam Cassell it? And he said, all the way down the court. He was going to go Sam Cassell full, uh, you know, everyone knows that dance. But, uh, yeah, you could tell he was still, and this was, you know, he talked very late tonight. He was the I last love, guy. By the way, this is just unsolicited Draymond slander. I love that he says it felt great, but if my recollection serves me, it wasn't even close. Um, I it, I think it front rimmed. I mean, it wasn't like air ball or like clang off the side of the rim. Right, but it's, it didn't rim out. Yeah, no, it wasn't like a toilet, you know, yeah. bowl out or anything like I mean, that. I I don't know. I mean, I listen. I don't ever. I don't spend much time doing the the uh, litigation of Steve Kerr types who know a lot more about the X's nose than I do. But on press row, we certainly were kind of questioning the choice to try to have that much action in the. The prospect of getting it back to Steph with 1.9 left. You know, and I talked to Steve about this post game, uh, and I did relook at the replay. Steph breaks open. Uh, Drew really plays the 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 handoff action well, and Steph reads that and cuts 
and honestly, it, you could have probably in time had a quick Draymond bounce pass, and it would have had to be a, been a really quick trigger catch and shoot three for Steph, but he had just done it like three times. It probably would have been a decent look. Um, but, you know, the funny thing is, I don't hate, with 1.9, I don't hate an absolutely wide-open Draymond Green. He does hit big threes. I mean, like, historically, <laughs> he hit he hit like seven in Game 7 of the finals yeah. once, and I know that was a different version. Of, it was. It is. I'm just saying, like, obviously your preference is, is to try to get something for Steph, something for Clay, whatever. But... You know Draymond's going to be left wide open, and any and just for entertainment purposes, a Draymond Green game winning three on an ABC Saturday night would have been high atop the list, especially when Talk if he at least assaulters post game after yeah. Sam Caselling all the way around Chase Center for about five minutes, which would have been great. Uh, on a bad ankle, by the way, he twi- he rolled his right ankle really bad, really um, limped off. Could, didn't seem like he could walk on it for a while. Obviously, comes back, plays, finishes the game. Limp in postgame, Steve Kerr mentions he's a little worried about how Draymond might feel tomorrow. Draymond was like, yeah, it's going to hurt really bad. Uh, but says he's playing Monday against the Suns basically because this is not a time to sit out considering where they are in the standings. Not at all. I mean, that is what I'm enjoying about this part of the season. You know, after months and months and months of, you know, showcase games, not having the right guys in it. Now, listen, I understand Giannis didn't play tonight. At least, I mean, you know, Giannis is a legitimate injury situation. But these games meaning so much, whether it's the Warriors or the Suns or the Mavericks or the Clippers or the Kings or the Grizzlies, you know, like the West in particular is there's a playoff vibe already. Uh, And I know Warriors fans probably wish that they were uh, in the Nuggets position, you know, seven games ahead of the rest of the pack. But it's going to be fun every night and they're going to have to compete and push and play through things. So, you know, good on Draymond for doing that. And on Phoenix, or I'm sorry, on Monday, they get this Phoenix team without KD, uh, and we'll see what they can do. Obviously, the, the Suns fell to the Kings tonight, so they'll be a little thirsty. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Yeah, it's kind of some somewhat what I mentioned in my postgame article kind of writing about, you know, the Warriors have lost so many bad games late this year, really giving away games on the road. I could go through the list. The Minnesota one was really bad. The Charlotte one was bad. Miami was not good. Uh, there's several. Uh, Utah, they had a four-point lead with like seven seconds left and, and, and tossed that away. And we're getting to the point, it's this late in the season, as you mentioned, but also everything is so clumped and clumped to the point that, you know, it's probably going to be clumped on April 9th, just like it's clumped now, just because it's been this clumped. So literally one result, one game, two games, can swing you from being the five seed to the eight seed, and I think it'll probably be like that on the last week of the regular season. So, when you when Steph Curry rescues them for a win like this, 
that literally could mean the difference between like avoiding the play in and not. Um, well, quickly to that point, and hopefully I I don't get this wrong, but as the Bucks were looking like they were going to finish the game off, I think our friend and colleague Dan Woogie of the LA Times had tweeted that if the Bucks can pull this game off, that you were looking at like a three or four way tie for sixth. Um, yeah, does so, that sound about right? So they would have been tied with the Mavericks and Pelicans for you know that it would have been six, seven, and eight all the same record so yeah three teams tied for six and the the lakers only one game back in the loss column i think the pelicans are right down there with 34 ish losses um and i'm blanking on another team that's down there so minnesota well no minnesota's tied uh would have been tied with the warriors it is not now but yeah i mean it's 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 crazy club and honestly the warriors have a five-game road trip coming up with difficult games in Atlanta against the Clippers on the road at Memphis again where they lost the other night. Uh, and, you know, they could be playing in, I don't know, the Cow Palace. They could be playing anywhere that's not Chase Center. <laughs> you probably think they're going to lose right now. I don't know why I said the Cow Palace. Oracle? Would they lose at Oracle? That's a good question. <laughs> they almost couldn't lose at Oracle. If they actually had an Oracle game, which, <laughs> by, the, which, which by the way, I know. Uh, which, by the way, they should do that at some point, right? A, a good, like... Oracle game. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Cow Palace is good, too. Uh, that's where I saw Ricky Rubio's first game in America ever. It was a charity game at the Cow Palace. little fun fact. That is a fun fact. Um, any, I'm trying to think anything else from the Warriors' perspective tonight. Uh, I mean, I could, let's just talk about Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, I was uh, dancing around the elephant in the room there. Yeah, so... Um, this was was his 11th straight missed game. Andrew Wiggins tonight, clearly not going to play Monday, so that would be 12 straight missed games. Uh, once it gets to Tuesday, that will be four, four – yeah, I believe it's Tuesday. It will be four weeks away from the Warriors for what is being termed as – I believe on the injury report is personal reasons. The team is kind of having it being termed as a family issue. Um, it's being kept very private. Uh, and, uh, you know, at – a couple weeks ago, Bob Myers goes on the radio and, and, and says that there is an expectation that he will be back this season. Kind of press, you know, it's again, keeps lingering, keeps lingering, keeps being um, any details are being swept away by the Warriors to the point. I know I asked Steve tonight pregame, like, is that still the expectation that he is going to be back? And he said, you know, it's the hope, but that's also not a sure thing, clearly. I mean, it's they're holding they're making it clear that it's possible Andrew Wiggins doesn't return this season. And, and you know, I think Kawakami, Tim Kawakami said it right, but, like, it's kind of, you can kind of feel the change of tone uh, within the way they're even messaging out. Like, who knows? You know, it's an indefinite absence that's already almost towards a month, and I'm not sure there's any strong belief it is ending anytime soon. Yeah, it's a pretty unique situation um i always hesitate for obvious reasons to it's really hard to evaluate when you don't have all the information we certainly hear things but that's just part of the job you hear things all the time that that you're not entirely sure if they're true so you got to be patient and, and let the dust clear a little bit um but i do think just basketball wise the unique part of it is that you have a defending champion where you know we were talking to some Warriors people about this post game in the press room, like a defending champion, where 
if, if we just played a game of, okay, what kind of player would unlock what, you know, makes the Warriors the Warriors as of last season and the team that won the championship? Uh, and, like, Andrew Wiggins and what he does is, like, even if they could go sign somebody in free agency, you know, sir, if they could get Kevin Durant, that'd be great. The, the, the list is not that long before you get to Andrew Wiggins and his skill set and his, you know, him at his best, what he's able to do for them. So to have like that kind of X factor type of player and that guy who could really solve everything that is frustrating them basketball wise. And and obviously that only matters to an extent in terms of, you know, the context of what he is going through with his family that that we don't have clarity on. Um, That's what makes it a little uncomfortable if that makes sense, because the fan base, you know, that either is just passionate or, you know, a lot of them that spend a lot of their hard-earned money to track this team and enjoy this team. Fan base seems to be getting a little restless at minimum for kind of the lack of clarity and information. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, we'll see where it goes, but but it is a, a little bit of a strange vibe there. What is clear is, like, the Warriors are remaining pretty firm in their support of it being an excused absence that they, you know, not only, I guess, from the management level have okayed but even from the player level are behind you know Steph Curry I asked him post game he has not been on the record about the Wiggins situation until tonight and it was like you know a lot of times you can kind of read between the lines in situations like this how how fine are players with certain things and I mean he said look life is bigger than basketball he he used the word necessary like it was a necessary absence he mentioned the family thing Steph um, you know, he said he's been in contact with him, friend to friend, teammate to teammate, is the way he put it. But yeah, I believe he said, you know, it's this isn't easy to deal with him being away this long, but it's necessary. I put the video of the uh, full soundbite up on Twitter. If, you know, people want to read it, but you know that part should be noted. I mean, like it's it's that matters a lot. I mean, as you know, because you and I have been doing this, you know, together for a long time now in different capacities. He's like there's a human component to reporting where just to pull the curtain back a little bit, like all it would take is some of the more influential, important warriors to start privately kind of saying like, listen, like y'all ever going to actually report this BS that's happening. And like that type of thing is tell me if I'm wrong. Like it's not happening, you know? No, no, no. And, and that is typically how these stories a lot of times end up surfacing is that like, okay, before you know it, a lot of people know if there's some sort of, you know, situation like this, they might know what's happening. And then it becomes a question of like, who's going to confirm it confidently enough to finally go with it. Um, that this is different. This is, it, it does matter that Steph and Steve and, and all the, the biggest stakeholders for the Warriors are making it clear that they're behind Andrew. Behind him and they're protective of the situation quite clearly. So, uh, you know, the, it, it, it will remain, an indefinite absence, um, and you know, the cl- from pure basketball perspective, obviously the clock is ticking a little bit because you know he's going to need to go through the Rick Celebrini reintegration process, which is not going to be easy. You know, the longer he is away from NBA action, uh, and who knows when that, when or if there even is an integration process. And to be honest, I mean, in a in a more I guess cold-hearted factual way, like no and. Not only no Andrew Wiggins, no 
shot at a championship, in my opinion. No high-level Andrew Wiggins. No Andrew Wiggins that you saw in the playoffs last year guarding Luka Doncic, guarding Jason Tatum, scoring whatever it was, 18 a game, getting big buckets, hitting you know 40% of his threes or whatever, uh, coming up just massive defensively and just like key moments along the way. You know, they don't have if they don't have that version of Andrew Wiggins, I just the they're too thin. I mean, you know, a Gary Payton the second sighting might ease some of that just because of what he can do defensively when he's at his best. But you know, that's a mystery in its own self. You know, that 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 was a mystery of last month, which by the way is gonna pop up at some point. I you know, I think we'll get a, a Payton update pretty soon. He was on the bench tonight. Jonathan Kaminga not out there tonight. He rolled his ankle in warm-ups a couple days ago, but he's out of the walking boot. That sounds more day-to-day. Um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of intrigue and strangeness that is surrounding this now 35-33 and 33 Warriors team that is just kind of, you know, stumbling their way towards the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more about the basketball side of this. You know, I, I do think no Wiggins, no title contention, no deep playoff run, likely a first-round exit, honestly. Um, you know, the – I mean – what he did last year in the finals was remarkable and you know they just don't have that right now they this team is not defending you know and i actually think that draymond by and large is considered to have had a pretty solid season this year and you look at the guy that's the defensive captain but like he's always had some other wings to help him with that effort we know that steph's defense has got better over the years Clay's been trying to find his way after his devastating couple of years of injuries. But, like, going back to Harrison Barnes and peak Andre Iguodala and Kevin Durant. Livingston. Like, Livingston. Like, Draymond needs wings to help with that defensive effort. And, uh, yeah, I mean, no Wiggins, the, the Warriors are toast. And does that matter as much as what he's going through? Probably not, you know. But I, I do understand for sure that the fan angst. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Sam. And I will talk to you. We will talk to you at some point this upcoming week, which is Suns on Monday at home. And then the start of a challenging five-game road trip against the Clippers on Wednesday in L.A. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. 
Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.